Recorded on Thursday, October 25th, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Render-King-Fisk, talk about the paranormal news of the week. Marijuana and opioids, UFO sightings, an abductee running for Congress, and more on this week's news for the week ending in October 27th, 2018. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Let's start off with, um, we don't want to get too political. We don't want to talk about the Mm -hmm. crazy conspiracy theories about the bombs being sent to prominent Democratic leaders, uh, leaders in the Democratic Party. We really don't want to get into that right now. But one of the things I did want to talk about just really quickly is the mindset of these people and... You mean just gen- bombers in general? Just bombers in general. I mean, what makes people seem to think that they can actually fix the world if they send pipe bombs to these people? What makes you think? Well, Go ahead. Okay, so there's a couple of things going on there. First of all, um, you got to remember that my daughter was almost involved in a school bombing that thankfully didn't happen. And right. It was a really fine timeline there that prevented it from happening. Um so I've actually looked into this a bit and in terms of like the mindset of bombers, bombers tend to be very highly intelligent people, but they also tend to be uh, a bit dissociative emotionally. I don't know if it's enough to really term them as uh, psychopaths or anything, but as I understand it anyway, they're smart enough to know that how to build a bomb which can be, can be, pretty hair-raising experience to build a bomb because if you screw up you die right so there has to be a level of not only intelligence but somewhat of emotional control there that being said when someone is sending bombs to people that are you know leaders in their political opposition parties or in what they deem to be political opponents of their own internal thought process what they're trying to do is cut the head off the beast yeah you know they're they're trying to eliminate they they think to some extent that well if we get rid of the people who are in charge then all of the little soldier bots will fall in line and that's of course not necessarily the case but if you believe that you know the other side is basically just a mob and if you get rid of the people directing the mob, they'll have no idea where to go or what to do or anything right, like that. Right, right. So, I mean, it's just, as far as the mind, the mindset of the person on the, on that, on that's sending it out, that's what's going on. Now, some people have said that this is a false flag operation. Some people have yeah. said all this other kind of crap. The truth is we don't know. We yeah. don't know who's sending it. So any motivational implications involved in it are just it's useless there's nothing nothing to indicate any motivation you know they're saying well they can't be you know they for example i guess one had spelling errors in it so they're they're saying that's indication that the guy isn't or the person doing it isn't as smart actually guy would probably be appropriate because the vast majority of bombers are men exactly exactly so honestly i i 
I think it's more of a, an indication on how we as a society are being less and less able to handle ideas and concepts that oppose our own. And that's not a good thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. We need to be able to talk to each other. I mean, here's a, here's a question. I, I mean, you and I have been mad at other mm -hmm. people in our in our lives. We've gotten we've got cheesed off by things that people have said. But have you ever like stopped and said to yourself? Yeah, and and if you want to plead the the, the fifth, go right on ahead. <laughs> I I've it never occurred to me to say. Oh, I, I, I got to send a bomb to this person. Oh, no. No, the, the idea of doing physical damage of any kind simply because I got angry has always been, well, not always, but it's since I, since high school anyway. Yeah. That idea has been anathema to me. That's just not something that I care to do. Um, I've been pushed to the brink by bullies and I've done violence to people because I was being bullied. Right. And that the only thing that did was stop the bullying. You know, it didn't make me any better as a person. It didn't no. do anything to me in a positive fashion after that. It affected the bully. And the truth of the matter is violence is just another form of communication. And usually most people are smart enough to realize it's the final form of communication. So... If you've exhausted all other possibilities, then you resort to violence. Yeah. And if you're a bomber, chances are you haven't done anything else to try and communicate with the people you're sending those bombs to. In some cases, depending on various factors, they haven't made any effort to communicate with people at all. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you're in that mindset, if you're that emotionally invested in whatever it is it would be a politics or you know a particular person that they're attracted to and then you are going to do violence on someone as a result of their opposition to you yeah you have other issues involved you know it's that emotional dissociativeness that comes into play there and according to some of the books i've read psychopaths are a lot more common than we like to believe like one in every four people is a psychopath but they're able to fake it well enough to get by and they're smart enough to know that they can't let it affect their lives if they even realize that they're that they're not truly feeling emotions because how do you explain emotion to somebody i i don't know you know i i don't and exactly that's exactly it so you know someone may be a psychopath and never even realize it you know there's there's certain symptoms of it but those same symptoms are shared with other i hate to call it psychoses but with other mental slash emotional figures yeah you know what i mean so yeah. these these conditions that people have and i i don't want to use psychosis because i don't want to put more negative spin on it just because someone is a psychopath or a sociopath does not mean that they are hell-bent on killing people. And that's the impression that people yeah. have, mostly from television shows and movies and things like that, because you take that person and you make them a villain. Well, Sherlock Holmes is a sociopath. He always has been yeah. since his inception. Yep. He's, he has a hard time understanding and identifying when people are feeling emotions, which is sociopathy. So... Um, as I understand, a psychopath has difficulty identifying and even experiencing their own emotions. So there's 
a slight difference between them there. But, I mean, as I understand it anyway, and I'm not a, psych a psychologist or a psychoanalyst, I've, this is all research I've done on my own. Yeah. So when it comes to someone who's a bomber, they're smart enough to create the bomb, to design the bomb, to know how to ship the bomb, or to get it to their destination without it going off. But they lack the emotional capacity to place themselves in the position of the person receiving that bomb, which is where most people, which is what would cause most people to stop to do that. I don't want to get hit because I, I don't yeah. like what someone's saying and I object to it. So I therefore would not hit somebody who objects to what I'm saying. You know, again, it's that ability to understand and identify emotionally with the other person. Yeah. And yeah. you know, our, our, we're constantly saying our discourse is getting coarse, more coarse politically, but really it's not. I mean, that's what the, bothers me. That's what bothers me is, is that this is not a new phenomenon. I mean, this well, the whole idea of assassinating uh, prominent figures is something that has, I mean, I think Shakespeare wrote a play about this at least once. You know, Julius yeah. Caesar, the idea that you can actually change, you know, that your country or your nation for the better by assassinating something is is pretty. It's it's a pretty awful thing to. I don't even I don't even know how to address this. I don't even know how do you right. say this, but it's it's something that's sort of hardwired into some people, and I can't figure out how that that happens. Or, I mean, well, how how do you go also, about that? I mean, some some people think violence is an answer, right? You have people that, you know, like people who do physical abuse of their children, for example. Yep. They view violence as, or they they get a release from violence, an emotional release for violence. So therefore, that's how they express themselves. That is how they alleviate stress or whatever is doing violence. As far as I'm concerned, you know, hey, hundred bucks will get you a punching bag and go at it. You know if, what I mean? If you, if you want to get a really cheap one, yeah, you you really got to go like for the high end. Yeah, uh, but ones you like know, I have. <laughs> you know? Duct tape's cheap. You know, exactly. Means, in all seriousness, if 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 it if the act of doing violence, in other words, hitting something, is going to make you feel better and give you the emotional release you need to relieve stress or whatever, yeah. deal with whatever emotions you've got going on. It's only a hundred bucks. You can get a cheap one, and right. then if as you find out that hey, this is actually working for me, then you can invest in in more expensive ones. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, get the really, really cheap ones that they sell at at freaking Walmart for like eighty six bucks. Go, go for it. You know, yeah. fifty six bucks. I think was cheapest I've ever seen one on sale. Yeah, do that. Get that. Get that emotional release out. If that's the way you feel, you have to do it. You know, knock yourself out. I've been fortunate in my life that I can. I have a number of different emotional outlets to help me deal with negative. Excuse me, got, got an eyelash in my mouth. Anyway, um, <laughs> how did that happen? What's her name? Eyelash in my mouth. Was I licking my eyebrows? I don't know. I think you were again. If I could lick my eyebrows, then why did my wife leave me? Um, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> too far, too I've far been... already. <laughs> did I live there? Yeah. So, <laughs> 
you know, so I, I am fortunate in that I have a number of different outlets for dealing with my emotions to yeah. help me bring them under control, process them, whatever it is that I have to do. I have a number of different outlets that allow me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's playing my saxophone, whether it's drawing pictures, writing, I have different ways of dealing with that. So I have no idea what it's like to be someone who doesn't have, who doesn't have that outlet. Yeah. So I, I can't really advise someone, you know, I mean, I've, I've studied meditational techniques, techniques, which is something that we may get into later in the show. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've done that. I, I still, to some extent, I still will meditate. Um, in fact, I get into a somewhat meditative state sometimes when I'm playing my saxophone. Um, as much as I enjoy drawing and writing, I don't get the same, for me, it's not the same emotional attachment as I get from playing Elaine, my saxophone, Yeah, who I just got back from the shop and she sounds phenomenal. Oh, anyway, fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, we're all emotional creatures. And I think with bombers, the problem comes in is that there's so much into the logical side of things that yeah. they honestly feel that their political beliefs, which are frankly more emotional than they are logical as much as we combine the two when we discuss it, really what it boils down to is we call it a belief system. It's a political yeah. belief. We don't refer to it as a political, well, I suppose some people call it ideology, but even then you're really skirting on more of the emotional side of things than you are the strict logical yeah. side because if you could logic out everything that you believe in pure science methods then there would be no, no way to refute it because you would be able to demonstrate clearly a plus b equals c you know ergo if if we conduct this form of political or if we embrace this political thought process then this is the guaranteed outcome and the truth is is on either side of the political aisle or any side of the political aisle, that is just distinctly not true because we're emotional beings. And once people have power, they're going to do things with that power. So, you know, I mean, I don't know me personally, I think we need that political opposition, but then when you've got people who are sending bombs to people. Yeah. That's, that's one bridge too far. I think if you can't, exactly. if you cannot win your argument, by just discussing it articulately, what's the point? What right. is what is the point in 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 trying to commit murder like that? And it, and here's right. the thing: you know they're going to get caught. It's inevitable. Yeah. They're going to get caught. It's it could right. it could be weeks, it could be months, it could be years, but they're going to get caught. And once you get caught. You know you're going to be vilified by the media, and you know that okay. you are going to be painted as a lunatic. Well, it, look at Ted Kaczynski. Oh, right? Ted Kaczynski is a. He, I mean, and and somewhere on the Fedora Chronicles under um, Forbidden Archives, we have his manifesto. Some of the yeah. things that he said kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's scary. Oh, yeah. We are too attached to the television and our screens and media, yeah. and we've forgotten what it is to just be a simple human being living on the planet. And right. it was and we're and we're chasing our tails trying to capture this elusive thing. We don't even know what it is that we're chasing. All we know is it's just success. 
or right. or what exactly. And 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 that's just it. I think the 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 lack of ability we have of defining what that is. I mean, a lot of times, especially in political discussions, you'll hear people talking about the American dream. Oh, the American dream is dead. Some people will say. Other people will say the American dream is alive and well. Yeah. What is the American dream? We as a society have a concept of what the American dream is. But if you get right down to it and you discuss it, even with people that you agree with politically, they'll have a different idea of what that political dream is, of what that American dream is than you do. It may be similar to yours, but it's not going to be the same because the truth is each one of us measures success differently, right? Yeah. For me, I don't need to have a you know, a million dollar house and drive $300,000 cars or anything like that for me to be successful. Right. I think I'm successful right now because all of four of my children are healthy. You know, they don't yeah. have any physical problems that are plaguing them or preventing them from leading a normal yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. They don't have any emotional problems that are preventing them from leading a healthy, normal life. They're able to talk to other people, you know, uh, a few, a couple of them are introverts. A couple of them are extroverts. That's just the way it is. That those aren't problems. There's nothing wrong with being yeah. an introvert. Yeah, wrong with being an extrovert. So, in that way, I consider myself to be a success. I have successful. I have raised children from little teeny tiny baby age, all yeah. the way up to adulthood, and none of them have gotten into legal trouble with the law. They've never done anything glaringly wrong. They've never. They haven't been molested for crying out loud, which yeah. in of itself, they haven't been abused, all of that. That oh. is a measure of great success that I get emotional satisfaction. Count your from. blessings, man. Count your blessings. Literally right. count your blessings. So exactly. spe speaking of speaking of blessings, I was yeah. uh, at the gas station yesterday or last night. And because uh, after driving, I like to stop, stop off at the same place. And because mm -hmm. um, it is the same um, gas station uh, where my dad and I used to stop off um, when he used to live uh, when he used to work in Boston. Okay, and I just like to stop there and just you know grab some Doritos and a Dr Pepper, just kind of like, and I'll I won't even eat the whole bag. I but I like to do it because it reminds me of my dad, some of the good memories that I have from my dad, and um, and the lady behind the counter, and I've known her for years, and she had said, well. It looks like you didn't win the lottery either, and, and and I and I looked at her. I said, "No, no, no. I I I won the lottery. I mean, just not this time. But no, I I I won the lottery." And she looked at me and says, "Yeah, yeah. I found the girl of my dreams, and she married me. So that's going to get some suck up points right there. So <laughs> there you go." <laughs> so Carol, when you listen to this, I feel as if I won the lottery when you agreed to marry me and everything else is everything else is but i'm going to tell you something if i if i won that billion dollars i know exactly <laughs> what i would do you would know i won the lottery when i pull up to your house <laughs> with a big huge tractor trailer with a whole bunch of recording equipment inside <laughs> <laughs> Where and the work team, Jay, we're converting one of the room recording studio. You yeah. need to pick the room. <laughs> Dude, I, don't, I don't know. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine asked me recently, what would you do if you won all that money? And I honestly don't know what I'd do. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of, 
I make enough money where I my material needs are met. Yeah, you know, I I can afford my mortgage. I can afford my bills. Um, I don't have too many toys, but I yeah. over the years accumulated enough that I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. You know? So materially speaking, I just I'm I guess I'm fortunate enough where my my means of you know my financial means I'm happy with. Yeah, you know. If I made more money, I'm not going to turn it down if someone offered me more right. money, you know, but I like what I'm doing. I like who I work with. Right. I like, you know, I've got a good life right now. I mean, some parts of it I would change. Yeah. Know, but who wouldn't, you know, overall, though, I'm a happy guy. Yeah. You know, I can't really yeah. complain. The, the Lord has treated me well um, yeah. in spite of some of the crap that's happened to me. So if I want a billion dollars, I mean, let's put it this way. I didn't even buy a lottery ticket, so. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how little it means to me at this point. I know? yeah. I mean, I I will buy one once in a while, and I'm looking at all of these buildings that you know for sale or lease, and it's like, oh, yeah. what would I do with that building? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just back yeah. the truck up. I mean, see now this is one thing that I miss about not being in New England. Yeah, right? I mean, out here. The oldest buildings they have out here are from when the pioneers came out in yeah. the mid to late 1800s. I mean, there are very few buildings out here, even really structures out here, that are any older than the Civil War. You know, there's there's a few, but not many yeah. that are older than the Civil War. And you know, I just I just I remember driving in New England, and you would see a building that was, you know, you'd see a house. There was there was this house that had a sign in the front. Yeah, and it was on. It was along the Knox Trail that General Knox took, moving the cannons from uh, was it Fort Ticonderoga yeah. to Boston. Yes, and you know they had a sign in front that that this was where General Knox stayed, and they had the year listed. You know, seventeen seventy whatever. I think it was yeah. seventy seventy seven or seventy eight when that happened, and. I miss that. I miss that. First of all, the uniquely American Revolution thing that you only get in those areas where they were involved in the Revolutionary War, you know. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, having grown up in New England, there's certain things that you don't really think about. And I'm not talking about any political crap that the people usually think of when they, you you mention you're from New England. You're right. Right. But things like you know, but things like um, going apple picking. Yeah, you know that's a New England tradition, and that's something that I've missed. You know, I miss. Um, oh my gosh, I miss the sugar houses. Yep. Yeah, you know, that's that's definitely right a the, New England thing. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, when the when the maples the sap starts running, and you get that first run of of maple syrup, where it's it's not what they call the restaurant quality. The you know it's the it's the darker amber, not the medium amber. Yeah, and it's a lot more woodsy tasting. It is. It is. Oh, uh, that was that was that was always a great treat. But you know, so those are some of the things I miss about New England, though. Well, now that we've but. made everybody hungry, now's a great time to get into <laughs> some some paranormal news. Wanted to start right. the show. Can off. I actually yeah. mention something? Yeah, real of course, quick? of course. Um, it showed up on the on the feed, the metaphysical feed, where this uh, ex devil worshiper says, "I'm shocked Christians celebrate Halloween." Can I just put it out there that? Halloween has never been 
about worshiping the devil. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been, a, it honestly, I mean, seriously, this is something that literally kind of tweaks me off because it's really not anything to do with Satan. Halloween is purely about the syncretization of pagan religions into Christianity. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been. That doesn't mean it's about the devil. It's never been about the devil. The, the devil worshippers, the Church of Satan started saying that, I think it was in the 1960s. Probably. That's the only yeah. time it's ever been associated with Satan. Prior to that, it was never associated with Satan. Hell, at the freaking, the the Witchburn trials in Salem and stuff like that, they never mentioned Samhain or, I, I'm pronouncing it wrong because I don't know how Samhain? to pronounce it. But yes, some, yeah. yes, Samhain. Um, they never mentioned that, you know, they never mentioned a particular date or anything dealing with that. It didn't happen around Halloween. Can we stop associating Halloween with Satan, please? Because yeah. yes, exactly. It's the Satanists that want to do that. They want you to think that you're already celebrating Satan. Well, just ignore them when they say crap like that, because they're talking out of their ass for crying out loud. You don't want to hear me fart. You shouldn't want to listen to a Satanist speak when they're saying stuff like that. Because exactly. it's coming from the same place. You know what, Jay? This is a perfect opportunity to remind folks of the Metaphysical Connection, Episode 94, The Real Witches of New England, with Ellen Everett Hopman. And, uh, that was a good show. We released the show October 20th, and she talks exactly about what you had just said. So... Mm -hmm. And speaking of past shows here, let's um, we're gonna just spend two minutes on th uh, this story, non-story, talking because we recorded last week's show, and immediately right after, we heard news of Carl Wolf, who claimed he saw NASA photos of alien structures on the moon, who died in a bike accident, and a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, blah blah blah." He's you know conspiracy. You know, how could he have been killed like this? You know, it, it, was he killed for for um, saying what he said? And is this a warning to other would-be whistleblowers and what uh, whatever? Um, since he passed away and since that he's been buried, there's been no other news about this at all. Yeah. And I think that that's... Uh, come on, MUFON. Come on, you other websites here. <laughs> what What happened? What's going on? You know, what's the story with this guy? And was it, is it merely just an accident? I don't know. But I think yeah. the news is that there's no new news. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as I recall, that's kind of, I thought there was nothing, no there there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was nothing. You could read into it if you want, but at that point you're engaging in just conspiracy theory. You're not really. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one thing to say that UFOs have been seen and sighted and the government doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. Because, you know, I could see why the government would not want to admit that. Right. But are they going to kill somebody who's saying it? All that's going to do is legitimize them. So, yeah. I don't see. Yeah. So, um, so moving on, um, uh, marijuana is being decriminalized all over the United States. And apparently there are a lot of states that are seeing um, tax revenue come in and solving some of a lot of their budget problems. And so pot is really in the news a lot lately, as you and I both know. And uh, we found a couple of news items or in particular that I think that we just want to spend a couple of minutes on here. 
Um, mm-hmm. This one here, this is from, um, this is a show that is, this is a new story that from a year ago. Um, mysterious holistic doctors' deaths are on the rise. This is posted um, October 13th, 2017. And there's another news item that we wanted to talk about. Um, pot shrinks tumor cells. Government knew in 1974. In 1974 research. Um, and follow this also up with... Um, New Harvard study confirms big pharma and federal government root cause of opioid epidemic. Uh, And that was from a new story from July 26, 2017. And one of the things I think that we're going to notice is a huge paradigm shift in more holistic medicine using cannabis oil, using... And that is actually considering we just mentioned Satanists and, and how Halloween was more about you know the pagan religions and witchcraft that is actually kind of ironic because if you look at the history of how the catholic church treated witches witches were yeah. for the most part herbalists yeah they were people who used various plants and created poultices and teas and um you know salves that people would use to ease aches and pains and mm-hmm. things like that so today we call it holistic, but it's the same freaking thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Now you substitute, you know, the Catholic Church in the 1600s with, you know, big pharma in the 2018s, then it's the same thing. We're still, for whatever reason, the concept that someone can have a little herb garden in their backyard that they tend, and they can take plants and they can do things with the plants yeah. that help you seems to be something that you know for whatever reason the people in charge and i'm using in charge in quotes yeah they that scares them well mostly it scares them because it's taking their cut out of it you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah i mean seriously (laughs) it's all about the money jay well well it's not just money it's power because like the catholic church didn't want people going to the wise woman they wanted they wanted all of those people going to the church for help yeah, yeah. about everything. So for them, it was about power. And same thing with big pharma. Uh, nowadays, we associate money with power. So with big pharma, you know, that's why they're doing this. The one article that I found interesting was this one from eHealth Mags yeah. about the, the, the tumors, cannabis shrinking tumors. Yeah. What I find interesting about it is the THC is yeah. what they are linking to it. Because THC is, that's what makes you high. That's the part of marijuana that actually gets you high. And if that is what, if that is the component of marijuana that is what's killing the brain cell, is what's killing the tumors, then are the cancerous growths, then that is 100% cannabis only. That is not something you can synthesize from something else. No. It's something particular to the cannabis. The the ingredient that gets you high in any of the the opioids is not based on THC. It's another chemical compound, at least as I understand it, and I'm not a biochemist. So THC is also something where, to me, as I understand it, you get the most effect from it when you smoke it because of the way your body processes right. the smoke rather than, say, 
a pill that you take or an injection you receive. Now, for me, the one thing that has been interesting about the whole legalization of pot is the CBC, which is the painkilling side of it. Yes. Now, um, I, I've mentioned I have sh I had shingles on my right eye, postherpetic neuralgia, which is just I get these episodes of incredibly intense pain. Um, so for me, I haven't found anything yet that helps me deal with it that doesn't turn me into a freaking zombie, so I can't actually function as a person. I'm too young to not function as a person anymore. So I still have to work for the next 35, 40 years so I can die. Right. And, you know, it's if smoking gets it into the bloodstream quicker, then the only relief I may be able to get from an episode would be to actually, you know, burn a J. So it's that's something I may actually look into now. Ironically, I have worked as a professional jazz musician and I've only smoked pot once. So I may actually, now that I'm older, need to start looking into that. Yeah, you, yeah we do. Is something, yeah, that may be something I need to start looking into. Um, so that's what's fascinating to me about this study is that is that it is the THC, not the CBC, which is also part of it. So... That's just, that to me is fascinating. Yeah. It really, I mean, for me, it really is, honestly. Um, I, I, I think that it was, we're starting to realize that you want to go more natural. The more natural, the better. A lot of these synthesized drugs are just not going to do the trick for much longer. And we got to look at natural remedies that don't have a lot of these serious side effects that, yeah. you know, you, you listen to these um, commercials and, you know, the thing is, is that they have to buy extra co uh, commercial time to tell you about all the side effects. If you feel suicidal, stop taking this drug right away and call your doctor immediately. <laughs> I think that it was like, oh, if you have thoughts of suicide by taking this drug here, maybe you shouldn't be like... If that's a possible side effects, you shouldn't be taking it at all. Why don't you blaze up a joint instead, maybe, and try that first? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what and what are we doing to ourselves and each other so that the pharmaceutical companies can make a ton of dough off of some crap that they cooked up in a lab? Blaze up. Right. Right. And and that to me is where this whole a lot of modern Wicca are really kind of positioning yeah the the old witches as being these old wise women now to be fair some of the people who were caught up in the witchcraft you know the whole hunt for witchcraft yeah. the, the burning times as the witches the modern day witches call it um resonating in the united states that period of time maybe 10 years yeah maybe on the outside i mean the salem witch trials took place over like a year and a half or something like that but overall, there was a time in this country's history, ironically, before we actually became a country, that for about 10 years, witches were the scourge. And they had to be burned out and they had to get be gotten rid of. Yeah. But it lasted like 10 years. In Europe, in England, you're looking at almost a full freaking century. Yeah. Of when they were actively hunting down. There were people who literally were professional witch hunters in Europe. And yeah. They, 
kill these people. And modern witches tend like people to think that these were just herbalists back then. And to be fair, a fair number of them were. Yep. Some of them were just weirdos that people didn't like. Yeah. Had nothing to do with anything. Some of them were genuinely they were pagans. Yeah. And they were conducting, engaging in practices that we didn't understand and were afraid of. And that's something that, like, if you go back and look at, like, the Druid religion, I love the modern Druids because they claim to have this lineage that goes back thousands of years. Yeah. The Druid religion was absolutely wiped out by Julius Caesar. Okay. He literally hunted down every single one of the Druids and killed them. Yeah. And destroyed them. So there is no linkage between modern Druidism and the ancient Celtic sect of Druidism. They they were just, they successfully wiped it out. Everything that modern druids know, they know because they're trying, they're interpreting texts that were written, ironically, by the Romans and the records that the Romans kept. So, you know, you've got this sort of juxtaposition of, you know, in the 1600s, the Catholic Church did what the what julius caesar did to the druids way back whenever the heck julius caesar was alive i forget when it was BC. it was a while ago it was a while ago it was more than a minute so um it's one of those things where again you have the people in power fearing this small group of people who have an alternative way of looking at things and they don't want those people to get any more attention than what they've already got so what they do is they turn them into the bad guys right yeah and we see that in play out in modern politics after every single election the party in power becomes demonized by the people who are not in power yeah and then when you know positions change and now that other party is in power the other people are like oh they're evil they're evil they're evil exactly but it what it all is predicated and based on is hey i don't want you giving them power i want power give me power you know it's that it's that whole desire and it's the draw power and everything yeah it's crazy by the way news item just came across my desk um two girls arrested for planning uh to murder and drink the blood of fellow students two girls aged 11 and 12 plan to kill several students in their high school in florida both girls are in custody after they were discovered in the bathroom of the school with knives and a goblet to drink the blood of the other students authorities say this is uh right off of our twitter feed uh <laughs> so this will never make headlines anywhere else because it doesn't involve a gun and therefore you know, <laughs> yeah only no. guns kill people so yeah it's not gonna... yeah you know and that's honestly that's the thing that ticks me off about the media right oh right. we're in, we're we're not biased okay yes you are i would rather you just admit you are just admit that you're that biased I think yeah. I think that this I think this is going to make major news because it's two girls who are arrested for planning on murdering and drinking the blood out of a goblet, especially well, now this time of Satanist year. Satanist vampire angle to it, so they can start blaming you know role playing games again. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, 
Oh, that's that's just craziness. We'll 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 buy if we hear anything about this news item, we'll we'll save it for next week's show because we've got some other things that we wanted to talk about. Do you want to yes. talk? Do you want to talk about Boston Dynamics? Is got uh, and the robots that can run, move boxes, and even do. I don't even know what the Pancor is. I guess that's like parkour. Parkour. Parkour is is um in the in the 80s or 90s it was called urban bounding oh okay it's basically a combination of running jumping and acrobatics it's, oh, it's a okay. highly athletic thing okay and it's absolutely brutal on the body okay but this is where you see in movies where someone is running along and then they they jump off of something and they kind of bounce off of something else and do a flip in the air and they oh, land okay on like okay you know, four inch wide Okay. Of something. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy crap. Well, absolutely crazy. Well, thank you, um, Boston Dynamic, by making the robot apocalypse um, much closer <laughs> to reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I, were they thinking? I don't think. To that, be honest, um, I actually worked across the street from one of the robotic library yeah. laboratories for Boston Dynamics, um, and they were in the same strip mall as irobot the people who make the vacuum cleaners the yep. robot vacuum cleaners yep which was actually kind of fun but i remember geez i want to say eight nine years ago they had these dog looking robots that uh, yes were basically like pack animals for yeah. like, the military yeah and now they've got them in a humanoid shape i don't understand why we want to make things humanoid i i i don't i don't understand I don't, the it's interesting to me that they've got the mechanics to work out because at the time when they had the dog looking robots one of the things that they were saying is that it's easier to do with with four legs yeah than it is with two legs because of the balance that's required right four legs you it's inherently a more balanced design yep so like on, on that one they showed these robots walking and they were walking across like icy icy puddles and things like exactly. that and they had like you know four or five hundred pounds of stuff on them right and the people would walk up and just drop kick them on the side and the things would scramble but they wouldn't fall down and they would be able to keep going showed them going up like leaf colored hills and stuff or leaf covered hills not yeah. colored hills because you know it's new england they're always leaf covered, so they <laughs> they're always leaf showed- covered they're always <laughs> they're always leaf colored I, I exactly i mean i just I, I I don't I don't understand that, but that's I think that the uh, the robot apocalypse <laughs> doomsday watch just moved a couple of minutes closer to midnight when I saw that video. Um, yeah. here's especially a, when you look at the experiments that they're doing with AI in terms yeah. of like the self driving cars. Self driving cars have gotten into accidents where it's the self driving cars fault. Yeah, so you know, that's jo- something hey. that they don't you don't see a lot on the news either. Job security for uh, those Uber and Lyft drivers. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Now we what we can do is we could actually do an entire show on the MUFON news reports. Mm-hmm. MUFON does a really great job keeping all the um, UFO sightings straight. Um, ju- I think it's what is it? MUFON.org, MUFON.com, whichever one it yeah. is, whichever. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Um, there were there were a couple of news items that they had reported this week that I just wanted to talk about. Um, sure. One in particular, or several in particular, triangle-shaped UFO spotted in Pennsylvania 
and I another one that was spotted somewhere in Canada. I think it was Ontario. Montreal, Ontario, um, uh, on two different nights. I thought that that was kind of interesting. Whereas, like, is it the same UFO? And the thing is, is that here's the thing, and here's what we're going to come out and say: Yes, UFO. It is a unidentified flying object. Now, is it alien? Is it a military test craft? We don't know. We don't. But the thing is, it's the same UFO that's been spotted. We believe uh, two nights in a row in different parts of North America. I think is yeah. I, I think is amazing. Um, well, the the fascinating thing about that is, if you look, um, I, I forget where in Pennsylvania it was. I want to say it was in Western. Yeah. Percent room. If you look where Ontario is, Ontario is actually on the north side of, or London, Ontario, is actually on the north side of Lake Ontario. Yeah. And it is actually east of Cleveland. Yeah. So it's between Toronto and Detroit. And it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from Western Pennsylvania as you jump, you know, as you jump over that little yeah. teeny tiny bit of water we refer to as Lake Ontario. But yeah, I mean, it's, or Lake Erie, excuse me. So it's on, it could very well be a craft that was spotted in two different locations. Yeah. Especially if they're moving as fast as they seem to indicate they are. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I always, I always think that these things are, uh, always fascinating. Um, also Montana air base loses power as UFOs hover overhead. This is a story. This is the kind of story that we read every once in a while where there's a UFO sighting near a military base and the military base loses power. One of the most famous ones dates back. I think it dates back maybe 30 years where UFO, uh, UFOs were hovering right side outside of a hangar where these, um, nuclear warheads, um, we're all shut down once, one by one, cascading um, failure. Uh, and they all shut down with the yeah. UFO hanging right outside the door of the hangar. And, and, for, and for good reason, it freaked people out because if they can turn them off, <laughs> if, well, if they could turn the them thing, off, right? what else could they do? I mean, we, we kind of joke that, you know, kids these days, they can't do anything unless it's plugged in. Right. But the the truth of the matter is that that's my job, man. Yeah. <laughs> if we lost power, I couldn't I couldn't work. I that's know. That's what I do for a living, dang it. I'll just read, so, yeah. I'll just read this really briefly. A Montana witness near Great Falls reported that a, reported that a contact on the Maelstrom Air Force Base described a 10-minute power outage after a circular-shaped object, quote, over half an acre in size, unquote, hovered over the base, according to the testimony in case 89785 from the Mutual UFO Network Witness Reporting Database. Uh, oh, this this event occurred on January twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. So there, it just it just made the website, um, the MUFON database. So really, so the, where is where where was that again? What what base uh, was that? It was in it was uh, in Montana, the um, yeah. ma the Maelstrom Air Force Base. I think that's a cool Does name it say for where it. that's where that is. Uh, what city it's by? 
Because around yeah. that time of year, I was actually up in Butte, Montana. It's it's near Great Falls. Great it, Falls. Great Falls, okay. Montana. That doesn't that it sounds familiar, but no. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where, I know where it is. So, yeah. Jay, where were you 15th. January twenty fourth? <laughs> I was. I was around that time. It was yeah. the end of January. Yeah. Um, I had gone up to Butte, Montana, because the niece, um, one of my nieces on my yeah. soon to be ex wife side of the family, yep, had car trouble and she she broke down in Butte. Okay. So we had gone up there to ask, to to help her out. Um, that's fascinating though. That is, again, Lino, again, the, the, the concept of the military base losing power is really kind of scary for me. Cause you know, when I was in the coast guard, I was on a boat. Yeah. We didn't like, we weren't connected to any power stations. So if we lost power, it was, you know, someone done screwed up somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it's really kind of interesting to me. Also the, electromagnetic pulse phenomenon. I mean, yeah. it's something that we all know intellectually, but we don't tend to think about overly much is the relationship between magnetism and electrum and electrical, right? Yep. Um, we refer to it as electromagnetism. That is the, one of the quantum forces in physics is electromagnetism. So yeah. they are intrinsically and natively linked. You can't use electricity without magnetism being involved and you can't, deal with magnetism without electrical being involved right so which is why i always find it funny when you see things like a usb stick with a magnet on it <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's no why is that shielded but i don't want to know anyway yeah. so it is entirely possible if something if a if an aircraft were to have say a magnetic drive right which if we could work out how it works would actually probably be an extremely efficient way of moving, then it is possible that it would be able to knock out like most military bases, especially bases of any significant size are going to be able to run independent of what's going on with the national grid. Exactly. There will be a period of transition as they move from one to the other. This is also corollary to what I've been doing for the past 20 years in data centers is you know, you have this period of time in every data center where you have two forms, two sources of electricity coming from the national grid somewhere, right? Two different right. circuits that you're tied to that are powering your data center. Yep. So theoretically, if one of those circuits were to go down, your data center would still be up because you have that other circuit. But if both circuits go down, you have a battery powered uh, system in there, a battery UPS, where if those sources go down, all, all of the power is going to that battery power, which is usually only good for about 10 to 15 minutes. Yep. And then it's on that battery power while the generator that is tied to your data center is kicking on. And then it shifts power from the batteries to the generator because it takes time for the generators to kick in and start turning on and, and you know the the generators that are tied to those the diesel engines have to equalize out and you know they have to normalize their their power signature so that it's then suitable for use by the computers because computers can be very sensitive that way 
Yeah, so you that's don't, the you don't entire want, process. And yeah. most military bases of any significant size are going to have that as well. Yeah. And you don't want to have any high powered magnets around your computer. Don't don't be dumb like me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't don't do that. That's just not good. Again. Um we also have a couple of other news stories on the show page. This is for Power News um uh 2018 uh October 20 we're recording this on October 25th for the uh for the week. Uh, that's the show page. Uh, let me just say here, just two quick news items, because I think what's fun is that since it's um, uh, the month of Halloween, a lot of um, newspapers are recycling old news stories and putting in follow-ups. Um, there is this one, it, it is in Beaver, um, Pennsylvania. They had a great story about um, a famous 86-mile UFO chase in 1966 still defies yes. Air Force explanation. Don't say it's a weather balloon. Don't lie to us and say it's a weather balloon. Um, yeah, because it stopped and waited for them when they filled up on gas. <laughs> so, yep. Um, most weather balloons are not that courteous, frankly. You know, they're really kind of more... Yeah. More like I was when I was in high school. If I had an opportunity to get away from someone following me, I took it. Yep. So, yeah. So there's a gr there's a great news story that we have linked up. We also have another one um, that talks about if another part of the country. I think it's front yeah the Baltimore Sun. No place to run. Lock Raven Reservoir for forgotten UFO. Sixty years later, and they kind of published a little like, hey, where are they now? What do you think it was? Um, that's another interesting story that we have linked on the show page. But I wanted to finish out the show today. Talking about, uh, we're going to talk about this candidate. I had, I had it up. I'll have to edit yeah. this part out real quick. Yeah, I got the, I got the news story from you. Do you want to read it off, Jay? Let me, yeah, let me bring it up because it was. Here it is. Move on again. Woohoo! The Miami Herald over the weekend made its endorsements in a local congressional race, an otherwise routine development that is making headlines for an odd reason. The candidate endorsed by the newspaper in the Republican primary not only believes in aliens, but she claims to have been abducted by them. So I'm, I'm not going to say her name because who knows. Um, anyway, she said last year she told the Miami Herald and several Spanish language media outlets that she believes in extraterrestrials. She said when she was seven, she was taken aboard a spaceship and throughout her life, she has communicated telepathically with the beings, which remind her of the concrete Christ in Brazil. And that's the one that's up on the mountain with its arms spread yep, out. Yep. However, the newspaper agrees with the candidate that this is a non-issue and irrelevant to the race. So, yeah. And then they talk about political crap. Um, <laughs> one of the things that you mentioned... Yeah. The candidate says that she learned from the aliens that Coral Castle, a limestone tourist attraction in South Miami-Dade, is in fact an ancient pyramid. Yeah. So do you know anything about Coral Castle? Uh, I don't. Okay, oh, wait a minute. So is Coral it, Castle was built single-handedly by a guy as a sort of like a really, really huge love letter. Um, yes. He was in love with this woman. He was an immigrant from Eastern Europe. He fell in love with this woman and she didn't reciprocate she and fellow she married someone else and he yeah. built this castle out of limestone yes 
and it is huge. It is massive. And he yeah. built it himself. Yes. It took him like five years or 10 years to build it, which is not a long time to build a castle by yourself out of stone. Right. And the interesting thing, story to me about all of that is at one point he had to move the castle because he was moving. He yeah. Physically pack it up and move it. And he told someone to drop a truck off a flatbed truck and yeah. he would put the castle onto the truck and they're like, okay, how much yep. time you need? Like, I don't know. Give me 48 hours. Yeah. They're like 48 hours. Okay. So they're assuming when they drive up, there's going to be cranes. There's going to be all of this equipment. Cause these are, I mean, these slabs are a ton. Yeah. If they're an ounce, right. They're huge. Yeah. And he's like, no, yeah, you know, just bring it there. So the driver dropped it off and didn't see any cranes or anything. And they said, okay, well, you know, give us a call when you're ready thinking they won't get a call for like a month. Yeah. He get, they get a call the next morning and they go up, go there and the truck, the castle's gone. It's all loaded on the flatbed of the truck and it's ready to go. That's crazy. Still no cranes or anything. Yeah. I, so yeah. And there are, it's that in and of itself is paranormal. <laughs> Cause I, I can't, move. I mean, it takes me days to do the freaking laundry for crying out. So <laughs> it's not normal. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Jay, and, and beat yourself up a little more. <laughs> just being honest. Just I, being honest. I, I think following the grandfathers. You, you Well, you know, getting on the whole, the, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to remember what was the connection between the Coral Castle and this candidate, other than it was just. She said from, that the, that, the Coral Castle, she learned from the aliens that the Coral Castle is, in fact, an ancient pyramid, which is interesting to me because the Coral Castle itself, they know when it was built. Yeah. They know who built it. So he was old, but I don't think it's fair calling him ancient. I mean, that's just ageism. I think the most amazing aspect of this news story is that she's a, a candidate. She's a legitimate candidate for for Congress. And the the fact that she said... Um, that she's been abducted by aliens and they've told her things. She's still a legitimate candidate. That's how far we've come Yeah. in the past couple of years. Whereas, you know, you can say that you believe in UFOs openly and you've been, uh, you, you claim to be abduct abducted and you're still a legitimate candidate. I think that. Well, some of the things about the whole UFO phenomena that, that really kind of fascinate me are, First of all, scientifically speaking, it's highly unlikely we are the only intelligent yes. species in the universe. Yep. When they say highly unlikely, it's like a statistical impossibility. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Second of all, a lot of the things that are associated with it, like, for example, she talks about the Coral Castle being an ancient pyramid. Yeah. Just the fact that they say that and it's just one line means that everyone knows what an ancient pyramid is. Right. And what that implies yeah okay then she also says that she communicated telepathically there is what is it um uh i forgot the guy's name randy um he's got this prize a million dollar prize that goes out to anyone who can prove that there is such a thing as telepathy or psychokinesis or esp yeah. any of these psychic phenomenon and for whatever reason the ufo lexicon often includes the psionic yeah. powers as well 
you know, and that's where ancient pyramids, the pyramidal structure is something that a lot of psychics and people who believe in crystals and stuff, the power of crystals and stuff like that, they associate with that. So there's this really kind of odd sort of transition and linkage that goes between aliens who are able to communicate telepathically and telepathy is associated with ESP. ESP is associated with crystals. Crystals are also known to be associated with witchcraft and it's all linked up, right? Yeah. So it's fascinating to me because, as we mentioned earlier, generally speaking, if you go to these paranormal conferences, you have the people who are like the, the, the pagans and believers in Sasquatch, and then you have the people yeah. who are UFOs, and they don't like any linkages between them. However, all of those linkages can be clearly made. Yeah. You know, so it's that's what I find fascinating about this whole UFO thing. Like for example, Skinwalker Ranch, which we've mentioned multiple yeah, times. Yeah, we've mentioned that a lot of t yeah, many times. And I would love to go out there, but it's you can't go out there anymore. It's no, all it's all locked, locked up and stuff. And as as interested as I am in it, I'm not willing to break the law. <laughs> so anymore. Yeah. Anymore. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not that I'll admit to. So yeah, it's let's just, let's not incriminate ourselves this time on the show, Jay. Yeah, yeah, because people actually listen. And one of the twelve <laughs> yeah. might be a cop of some sort. Maybe. Have to deal with that. Maybe someday there's going to be a know. knock on the door. You never know. Yeah, so it's again. I I like that it's the people are more willing to entertain that. Yeah, you know, I like that. You can say I saw something flying in the sky and I don't know what it is. Everyone knows that's a UFO. Right. Like okay, it's by definition, it's an yeah. unidentified flying object. It was an object that was flying and I can't identify it. Exactly. Ergo, UFO. Right. And nowadays people don't look at you like you have three heads. There are people that do. People look at me at for like I have three heads for different reasons now. This is true. This is this is yeah. true. And I've been meaning to talk to you about that surgeon. <laughs> um so the the thing that I love about it is that we're even as we're Honestly, we're kind of getting more into, I mean, half the crap, just the fact that the internet exists is something that was science fiction when you and I were children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cell phones, that was sci-fi when we were kids. Right. So we're actually entering into the sci-fi world while at simultaneously the social consciousness is being willing to more entertain the things that are not purely science. Yeah. Like- the whole cannabis thing and the holistic medicine science is actually starting to show that there might be something to that, you know? So we're, yeah. we're broadening our horizons and things that used to be considered, you know, parasciences are actually being given a little more credence nowadays. I mean, there are healthcare companies that actually will pay for chiropractic appointments. Yeah. I know because that's mine does. Right. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, well, that's, you know, they're, they're going to mess you up. That's not science. That right. has no basis in scientific thought and process. Well, actually kind of, it does. Now it is now that now people, now people are actually taking a lot of these things that were fringe science right. and now looking at it, you know, talking about like the medicinal cannabis people are looking at seriously, uh, yeah. UFO sightings alien abductions um yep. and and i'm willing to admit um that a lot of these 
stories sound crazy, and I'm not sure if I believe these people. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, and that's another thing for a future show, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. The idea that people are willing to actually talk about these things and, yeah. are, and not sound crazy. I think that, that, I, is, that I think that that's fascinating. I think that that's amazing. I think it's it's something that's been a long time in coming. I think it's it's overall it's a great thing, um, just because you know again the the world is the more we define the world, the more I want there to be things in the yeah. world we can't define. Yeah. Like for example, one of the links you sent, and it looks like we're not going to have time on this show, um, was talking about the effects of meditation and transcendental meditation yes. in particular, and hypnosis. Um, I have engaged in meditation routinely since I was a teenager. Yes. Even when I didn't realize that was what it was called, that was something right. that I would do. Right. Um, and they actually have scientific studies on the effects of, like, for example, the the stereotypical Hare Krishna standing in, you know, in, in yep. the airports and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that they do when they meditate is they hum and it's not like yeah. you're humming along with music when you don't know the words because who does that everyone tries to make up their own words and that's where you end up where there's a bathroom on the right but <laughs> yeah <laughs> also like in in that those forms of meditation they'll they'll do the ohm yeah you know, the um and what it is is that cycle that pitch that they're doing that they're using when they do that actually affects the brain in a way where it throws the brain cycle into a particular pattern that then induces relaxation and various other things that allows you to think more clearly, you know? And in work health things, they will tell you, sometimes you need to take a break and just get up and walk away. And they talk about brain cycles and how your brain moves on a cycle. And if you're concentrating too hard on something for too long, you need to take a break for that from that. Yeah. Yep. Those are things, those are concepts that, you know, if, in my father's age, if, if someone had told him that, he'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with you? you <laughs> get know? out of here with that nonsense. I think it's amazing exactly. how things have changed. Exactly. So I, I think it's it's fascinating that the more we learn about with science and the more things that we study, the broader our definition of what science is. And a lot of the things that you would be laughed at and scoffed at yeah. years ago, are actually now things that we kind of go, well, maybe let's do a study. Let's find out what's going on with that. Yeah. Because I've had a I've had a broad range of experiences in this area, as have you. Yes. And it's funny to me that you can talk about those experiences with certain people and other people you can't. Yeah. And that range of people you can talk to is growing yeah. and has been growing. It's more acceptable now because there's enough, I don't want to say evidence, but there's enough people out there that have had those experiences that are willing to talk about it now where a lot of people are like, well, I respect this person for a number of other things. Yeah. That what they're saying, I've heard it from other sources as well, that maybe he's not a crackpot. Maybe there's something to that. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Th and things are changing. The paradigm is definitely changing without absolutely. a doubt. Without Absolutely. a doubt, things are changing. And I personally am glad of that. I yeah. think that's a good thing. Well, let's talk about what's coming up here on the Metaphysical Connection. 
Um, this Saturday, October 27th, I will be releasing the show that I recorded with Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick. More Ghost Chronicles stories from the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. Uh, this show um, is amazing. It's a, it's a great show. And I've known... I'm and, looking forward to that one. Um, and the thing is, is, you and I know Maureen from uh, from work. We actually worked at the same place. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, a couple, a couple of years ago. So yeah. um, it's, an, uh, it's an amazing podcast. And I like that you said it was a couple of years ago. How long ago. <laughs> it won't make you feel quite so old, Jay. I feel younger. That's, yes. that's the point of this show. Um, also coming up, um, I'm recording a show Monday, October 29th, the deep state in the heart of Texas, the Texas connection to the Kennedy assassination with Richard Bartholomew. We will be recording that this coming Monday night. Uh, that's, that's going to be an amazing show. And the author, um, Mark Shaw is tentatively, uh, scheduling a show with us uh, his book is coming out november 20th so we'll have him on the show around that his book is denial of justice dorothy kilgallen abuse of power and the most compelling jfk assassination investigation in the in history that is another amazing show that's coming up we also have a guest that's going to be coming on the show um, we're good. I think we're going to be recording that not, not tomorrow. Um, the, I, I think we're going to be recording it, uh, the first or second of November. Um, a, somebody who has a, had an experience, a close encounter, and he's going to be sharing his show at, at a future date. And we have some other things going on in the Fedora Chronicles as well as always. Um, we're also going to be recording a, a show, um, in the beginning of November, giving enough, giving people enough time to finish watching season two of Making a Murderer. We're going to do a roundtable discussion of this season two of this Netflix show, talking about all the things that had been disclosed and miscarriage of justice, or is it? Is it a miscarriage of justice? We'll be talking about that as well on the on the on the Fedora Chronicles radio show. So that's all that we have going on this week, and there's an update for you folks on what we have going on. Jay, do you have anything else to add? No, I don't. Um, those shows all look like they're going to be really cool shows. I can't wait to to listen to them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't really have anything to add at this point. All right. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for another great episode of uh, Paranormal News of the Week through the Metaphysical Connection, Jay. And we recorded this on... On October 25th, 2018, and this should be up. Um, this this will definitely be up before listeners can hear it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I will say. If they if they can hear it before it's up on the server, I'd like to know how. So, yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Someone's right. got listening devices in your office. All right, Jay, and we well, will we will more than what we know of anyway. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, have a good one, Eric. Okay, Always a pleasure. All right. This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. 
If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at the You can be a part of the metaphysical connection between shows by joining us on our social media accounts. You can find us on Facebook by going to our metaphysical connection group and following us on Twitter at physics laxative. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them, yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. This is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on.